0: And it might seem appalling that the king would treat them so harshly, but so God will do with all his enemies. He will throw them out of his kingdom forever. How will you stand? This is the story of God's kingdom. It's a story of, yes, appalling rejection, but a story of amazing reception of grace, an amazing righteous robe. An amazing banquet feast that will never end the following message is from rock of ages lutheran church in payson arizona october 15 2023 matthew 22 1 to 14. i'm guessing you've probably heard of the times when sometimes somebody has won a, a championship in their particular field whether it's the nba or the NFL, or whatever it might be. They, they've won the championship game. They're the, the best in the country, and so, of course, the chief of state, the president of the United States, invites them to come over to the White House so he can meet them. Seems pretty fitting they'd be congratulated by the leader of the country, and he invite them over, perhaps, for a dinner or for a greeting. But you probably also heard how some people refuse that invitation. Everyone from... Larry Bird to Michael Jordan have, for various reasons, on both sides of the political aisle decided they were going to decline the, the invitation to come to meet the President of the United States. Some because they said schedule conflicts, others didn't like the morals of the President, others politics, but they declined. Many people have declined such a an invitation. You can imagine how that probably makes the president feel. But our country, we're we're allowed to do that. Could you imagine if someone would spurn a king? And spurn a king in a time like in Jesus' day, when the king would invite them to a grand banquet and they were the honored guests for the king's son and they would not come. How the king would respond? Maybe not so kindly, outside of a democracy? What about the King and Lord of all who invites us to receive his precious gifts and come to receive what he has prepared? How does he respond when his gracious invitation, his banquet is declined? That's what Jesus addresses this terrible thought of someone with such an appalling rejection against the Lord of all, Jesus addresses that and he must address it as we read from Matthew 22. And there we see an important truth for us as we see how God responds. Jesus spoke to them again in parables. Remember, these are the, the people who had rejected him. The elders, the chief priests, the leaders of the people. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Actually, in the Greek here, it says, they were not willing to come. They didn't want to come. Now, the the connection we see in this parable is pretty obvious when you step back and you look at the, the pages of Scripture and see what Jesus is referring to. No longer is this simply the the sending of the son who was rejected and killed. No, this is the invitation for the son who is alive and who is going to be united with his bride, the church, to receive the joy that comes with such an invitation and to participate in that feast. This is Jesus referring to what is to come in the kingdom of God after he dies and rises again. It's pretty clear when you look at the picture, the father who sent his son, and the son who came and now who is going to be married, but who are the people who are invited? Those who had been invited first were the Jews. The city of Jerusalem, the the spiritual leaders, the very people he was talking to were the first ones to get that invitation to hear, the son is alive, come to the feast. The words of Isaiah, which Isaiah spoke of the the vineyard of the Lord, which he took care of, were fulfilled. And now it was time to drink the wine, to celebrate. Jesus says it describes as he says, he sent more servants and said, those who have been invited that I prepared my dinner, tell them it's ready. My oxen have been slain and slaughtered. The fattened calf, everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. We read earlier how Isaiah, in chapter 25, describes this as a banquet of rich foods, the finest wines, what God has prepared according to his promise for Israel. Isaiah describes it as the removal of death, celebration with God and his kingdom forever, everlasting peace and joy and a feast with the Lord. That's the invitation that Israel first received when they heard of the resurrection. And that's the invitation that God sent to his people, Jerusalem. But they Paid no attention, Jesus says, and went off. One to his field, another to his business. Not only did they passively dismiss God's invitation, some weren't really interested, but they considered other things more important. They had better things to do, such as carry on daily life and their business. And don't get me wrong, it's not wrong for the people to say, Well, I have, you know, to carry out my daily work. That's good. But if that replaces or takes the place of God's invitation, there's a problem. For the people of Israel, some passively just simply outright rejected Jesus. They said, I don't have time to look into that. I don't have time to hear what these people called the way are preaching about this man, Jesus, the son. And they rejected him. But there's more. There's not just those who passively reject Jesus. It says, The rest seized his servants, ill-treated them, and killed them. Some people are also actively working and fighting against this invitation. Hard to imagine that. That would be like the the person who doesn't go to the White House, not just because their schedule's busy and they want time with family, but the person who doesn't want to go because they want to make a statement and they are standing against the leader. Imagine even attacking and killing the the envoy, the people he sends. This is what we've seen in the people of Israel. They attacked and killed the apostles. All of them put to death. save perhaps you could say, John in exile. Those who were sent to say the feast is ready to fulfill the words of Isaiah. Come, why spend money on what will not satisfy? Come and take the, the true food. Listen to me and find what will be satisfying your soul. Hear of the peace of your God. And Israel rejected it. Still today, God sends messengers. Unfortunately for Israel, the end came. He says, The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murders and burned their city. Forty years after Jesus rose from the dead, one generation later, the temple, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed as God sent the Roman army to tear them down. And still to this day, look what condition God's chosen people by name are in as they've rejected him and spiritually are no longer invited, no longer chosen. It's a struggle. You might look at this and say, that, that's kind of harsh that they would reject him. The king returns with harshness and says, you've rejected me, have it your way. But what happens next? Israel has rejected For the most part, God's gracious call, his invitation. Step with me through the pages of history. Jesus says, You'll be my witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And surely, as Jesus says here, he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you can find. Jesus told his disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations. And the disciples spread the word, not just in Jerusalem, but to the very ends of the earth. The servants went out to the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. The gospel was spread to every nation, people from every tribe, language and culture. And it doesn't matter what kind of life they lived or what qualifications they had, they were invited You were invited. You are part of this parable. You are the Gentiles, the people that Jesus speaks of who will come into his kingdom. And so the Jew receives it first, but then also the Gentile. This is God's kingdom. Everyone, the whole world, is invited. You might look at that and say, "Well, that's wonderful, right? That God invites everybody to come into his kingdom, that it's an invitation, an open invitation, and I get to come in. Well, how do we come into the kingdom? Those who are invited. When the king came in to see his guests, he noticed a man who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, "How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend?" The man was speechless. You picture that. It's an open invitation. I just thought I'd come in. Some people look at God's kingdom and they hear how he invites everyone to be saved and how forgiveness is free and it's one for all. And this is true. And God says to the whole world, come, receive the free gift, the promised gift of eternal life. Wonderful promise. But some take that invitation and they try to come into that on their own terms. They hear God's gracious call and say, well, if everyone's invited, then I'm showing up. They show up to God's kingdom, not on his terms, but on their own terms. Maybe they say, well, if God's kingdom is for everyone, I can live whatever life I want. I don't need to worry about what I'm dressed as. And they show up and they take the invitation, not just literally coming to church, but expecting to stand before the throne of God, wearing their own garment of righteousness, dragging along their own sin. Saying, God, you invite everybody, you're a gracious God. This invitation is open and they come with their filth and their guilt and they stand before God and God says, what are you doing here? They've got no response. Or maybe, Maybe someone comes on their own accord as they think they're dressed in a perfect robe. Maybe they hear God's call and they say, everyone is invited. And they say, good, I'm going to check off my list and I'm going to be as good as I can. And I'm going to show up for that banquet and God's going to be impressed with me. he says, what are you doing here? You know, to you and me, this ought to be terrifying. That God's kingdom invites everyone. Many are invited. The whole world is in fact invited. What about this man Jesus mentions in his parable? The man was speechless. The king told his attendants, Tie him hand and foot. Throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Description of hell. This man thought, considered himself free to step into God's kingdom because it's an open invitation. But he was tied and tossed out To suffer in the agony of hell as an enemy of God, along with all those who had rejected the invitation. You see, simply showing up doesn't cut it. What does then? If God invites us, what what makes us ready? How do we have the right robe? When God stands you before his judgment throne, you who have taken that invitation and come, what will you plead? Will you be speechless when he comes and says, what are you doing here in my kingdom? Will you simply tell him, well, you said everyone's invited, forgiveness is free, or what will you plead? Perhaps this. Instead of being speechless, plead Christ. As we sang earlier, his robes, not mine. Who can stand before God? Even though the whole world is invited, God does have a criteria and that criteria is his son. And it's only through his son and through the forgiveness won by him that we will join and stand before his throne. And when God says, what are you doing here? Here's your plea. I have a righteous high priest who's robed me in garments of righteousness and just as prophesied, the Lord delights in those whom he has dressed. And I wear his righteousness the invitation is open for all and the whole world is invited not to come on their own terms but to come to the feast and to receive that free gift as you wear christ's righteous robe the picture throughout scripture is clear they are standing before the throne of god john is asked who are these and where did they come from these dressed in white robes and he hears the answer they are those who've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. You who have been baptized have that promise from God. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Paul says there's no difference. It doesn't matter whether you're Jew or Greek, slave or free, male nor female, none of this matters. For all of you who are baptized into Christ are clothed with Christ. You will stand before him. Not as you try to wear your own righteous robe, not as you try to come with your own filth, but as you're cleansed through the cross of Christ. And there you can stand, free from guilt, and there will be fulfilled something amazing, the prophecy of death removed, eternal joy in God's kingdom. Until then, this is a story to take to heart. There is appalling rejection rejection was first seen in the people of God, those first invited and the rejection follows through as other people are invited, the the non-Jewish people are invited but they try to come on their own terms and they reject the righteous robe of Christ. They reject coming to God's kingdom through Christ alone, through repentance and through faith in him. It's appalling that someone would turn aside from such an invitation. And it might seem appalling that the king would treat them so harshly, but so God will do with all his enemies. He will throw them out of his kingdom forever. How will you stand? Don't be speechless. Speak and plead in Christ alone and with his righteousness. I've received that gracious invitation. And as Christ, the groom comes, the bride, the church will stand holy and blameless, as Paul says, without any spot, wrinkle or blemish, but holy in his sight. By that cleansing with washing and water through the word, robed in Christ's righteousness, there we will stand. This is the story of God's kingdom. It's a story of, yes, appalling rejection, but a story of amazing reception of grace, an amazing righteous robe, an amazing banquet feast that will never end. It's a story of God's love. Many are invited, and by his grace, his chosen will stand with him forever. This is God's story. Amen.